It's February, and that means two things. It's Groundhog's Day, and it also means that 96% of people have already forgotten their New Year's resolutions, and they're about to live the same year over again. But not you, because for the month of February, my free gift to you is your golden ticket to a new year. With my Brave Vision Blast Off Workbook, you will gain clarity, which is the number one reason why most women quit. They don't know what to do. So find out what you're called to do, harness your energy, gain momentum, reach your goals this year, and experience a brand new year, not just another year. Don't leave your success to chance. Go to braveheartedwoman.com forward slash vision blast off to get your free download today or just click the link in the notes. You'll be so glad you did. Hey, beautiful women. This is Dawn Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and you're listening to The Bravehearted Woman. This is a podcast designed to help you find your brave so you can live out your beautiful vision. I have been working with women for years, and now I want to help you too. I'm here to awaken the brave heart inside of you so you can ignite the flame of your vision, you can reach your goals, and achieve your dreams. Come on, let's get brave. Hey, welcome to episode 40 of The Bravehearted Woman. We've been doing this for 40 weeks. That's pretty awesome. Let's give ourselves a round of applause. Yay! Because anytime you're consistent with anything, you are well on your way to creating a new habit. New create habits. Habits bring new lifestyles. So, I'm enjoying bringing this podcast to you every Monday, so if you haven't taken the time to like me and review me and subscribe, take a moment and do that for me. It lets me know that you care about the content that we're putting out. It also tells the world, hey, brave-hearted women do exist, and you need to be one of them. So I got a question for you. Which one of us have never experienced any level of fear? Okay, so no one I've ever met, probably no one that you've ever met either, without exception, we've all felt fear, kind of that inner lurking, you know, that feeling like there's something in the shadows right there. And that's because fear is a basic human response. You know, God gave us that response. But have you ever noticed that if you try to ignore fear, it grows? But if you face fear, then you shrink it. So in the natural, in the physical realm, let's just talk about fear. Fear is an emotion. It's an emotional response to a real or perceived danger. And something happens to your body when you experience this emotion. Because in a world that's filled with you know scary realities, we continually face fear-inducing challenges all the time. So here's what happens. Fear responses, they do have a biological impact on our brain and it brings changes, chemical changes in our biochemistry. 
parts of our brain like the amygdala and the hypothalamus, they are immediately activated. So high alert, kind of that fight or flight immediately. Chemicals like adrenaline and the stress hormone known as cortisol, that starts flooding the bloodstream and it's giving you a surge of energy like in our primitive brain, it would be like, I have to run for my life. Here, you still get the responses, even though you're not running from tigers or lions, I don't think necessarily, but you do have that fight or flight response because our bodies were created to move out of the way of danger. And so just for a few moments, our behavior, our behaviors, they might be controlled by this, this rush of chemical changes. So you get a, a rapid heart rate, Changes in the blood pressure happen. You get acute, focused sense. Have you ever been afraid of something and all of a sudden all of your senses are like so precise and on high alert, triggered, you know, sweat glands start moving. The eyes actually dilate. The pupils allow more light into the eye. It sharpens the vision and muscles tighten up and and become tense and we Sometimes you get a freeze response. I, normally we talk about the fight or flight, but do you want to know that a freeze response or be, the sense of being paralyzed and just going numb, like I don't like to use the word dead, but brain numb, let's put it that way, not brain dead because we don't speak death over ourselves, but your brain can just like completely feel like it's in a fog or a hide response. The first thing that you feel is like you want to run and hide, get out of danger. So these are all normal expected responses to the sense of fear, especially in a any kind of a life-threatening situation. So we should be really thankful for that. But what happens to us when fear is out of proportion? you know, when it does not make sense. Oftentimes, many women will battle with perceived fears, that debilitating feeling that I'm paralyzed. When fear grows out of proportion, and it may appear illogical to others, but it feels really real to the woman herself. And then you get worrisome thoughts, and fearful patterns of thinking start plaguing your mind. And often it is perceived fears. You're being held captive by something that hasn't happened, but you're foreboding or worrying about it happening, or you feel like you're overwhelmed with stress. You get stalled in a state of paralysis, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And so fear can be debilitating. Some of the symptoms of fear or some of its cousins, kissing cousins of fear, dread, worry, angst, anxiety, terror, that, that's so tormenting, alarm, panic, trepidation or distress, maybe some apprehension, nervousness, or like I mentioned a moment ago, that foreboding. I know for me, I can relate to some of those feelings. I have a very acute startle response. It comes from trauma, childhood trauma, and it developed late in my 30s, early 40s, where if a voice came from somewhere or even if the door opened or somebody walked into the room, I would jump 10 feet. I still do. My husband reminds me, hey, I live here. I said, I, I know you do, but 
you know, it just is. So if you if you can just allow me to understand that my startle response is extremely acute, then we'll just get along better. He said, like, do you want me to wear bells so I can announce my coming? I know someone else's spouse said the same thing to her. So I feel bad, but it is what it is. So can you relate to any of that? Can you relate to those feelings? So they arrive uninvited. They just knock at our heart's door, you know, threaten uh, our sense of calm and peace. And we feel overwhelmed and we get paralyzed. And often people then stall when they should be taking important steps of action. And that's why we have to face stress and fear with a plan. I want to talk to you about that today. When you're afraid to make changes, when you're afraid to take leaps of faith, when you feel failure and you're afraid that you're going to do it wrong, when you fear that you're inadequate or you fear the responsibility and the work, when you fear financial reversal or ruin, or you fear rejection, embarrassment, shame, you fear that there's risk or danger involved. Just a few of the reasons that we don't pursue our dreams and we're bound by fear and we remain frozen, caught in immobility. Let me give you an example of this. Ella has to apply for a new job and she's terrified. She hasn't worked in a few years and she doesn't know if her resume is going to be up to par. She stalls and she does nothing. Day after day goes by and she starts to avoid, if you will, overeat. She starts sleeping more. She feels kind of depressed and lethargic. She's lost all motivation. So she goes shopping because that's something she enjoys. She allows herself some comfort food and gives herself permission to take a day off. She says yes to babysitting the grandkids, but she takes no action. What's wrong with Ella? Well, Ella is overwhelmed by fear. She's entering into a new territory, a new place. It's unfamiliar and she has no plan. She might say, you know, it's all just so overwhelming and I just don't know where to start. Have you ever been there before? Well, I am a firm believer that a plan is the answer to getting unstuck. For example, let's say we're going to send overwhelm packing today and say, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back. Because you know what? I am a woman on the move. I'm a woman of action. I'm a brave-hearted woman. So the first thing I want you to do, I'm going to give you about five to eight steps today, depending on our time together. And we're not going to take a deep dive on any of these, so just get your pen and paper ready. Write these things down. Hit pause. Go get what you have to, but make sure that you take a look at these important steps in overcoming that paralysis and that overwhelm. So number one, name the issue that you're feeling fear or anxiety about. What is it? Can you identify it? Can you name it? Sometimes we just have this sense. We wake up with a frustration or depression or a sense of doom kind of just hanging over us. Wait, hold it. Ask yourself these questions. And by the way, in the morning when you wake up, 49 to 69% of your thoughts are going to be negative because you have a full 
bloodstream of cortisol and it needs to work itself out of your system. That's why action in the morning is really, really important. So then you say, what am I feeling? What am I afraid of? Where is the... Where is this emotion coming from? What thought have I had about it? So I want you to name your issue. In Ella's case, she might be fearing that she's not enough. She doesn't know how to put a resume together. She doesn't know where to start. She doesn't know how to look for a job. It's been a few years. So she's just terrified of it all. So she has to name her fear. I am afraid I am inadequate. I am afraid of rejection. I am afraid of doing something different. I'm used to staying home. Now I'm going back to work. So name it. And then number two, decide on what would be the best outcome. What's the solution? What would you love to see happen? Ella would say, I would love to have a part-time job that starts when the kids go to school and ends when they come home nine to four. Or she might say, I would love a job that I don't have to be an extrovert. I want to sit behind a computer and do some data entry. Or I would love a job that I can stay at home. So what's the outcome? What's your hopeful, beautiful solution? Take a moment and write that down. Now look at those two things and determine how much power do you have in the solution or the outcome? Well, in Ella's case, she has tremendous amount of power or influence over that. She can apply for those specific kind of jobs. I don't know what your situation is. You may have some power, all power. You may have the ability to influence it. And some of you, the only option that you have is your attitude. I get to decide if I'm staying around for this If I do stay around, how am I going to think about it? Am I going to be angry the whole time? Or am I going to employ my positive affirmations and stay in a place, a state of beauty and empowerment? You get to choose that. So determine how much of the solution or outcome is in your power. Number four, then I want you to write down the steps that need to happen for you to reach that desired outcome. Let's go back to Ella. She could write down, first of all, number one, let me put a resume together. Does she know how to put a resume together? She may say, no, I don't. Okay, then step number two, find a resource of someone who can help you put a resume together. I know that YWCA helps women and empowers women get in the workforce. There are other things. You can just do a Google search and learn and watch a tutorial or a YouTube video on how to put a resume together. Or do you know a woman who's in the workplace? Give her a call and say, hey, would you be willing to help me? You'll be amazed at how women want to help and mentor other women get there. So she would write that as a step down. Make a resume, get help, put a resume together. Then do a search, find out who's hiring. Look at what those places that are hiring would match and align with your desired outcome. So you get it, right? You would write down the steps that need to happen to reach your goal. And then number five, break down the steps. Break it down. You know the old adage, how do you eat an elephant? 
one bite at a time. So break that puppy down. Oh, I mean, break that elephant down and prioritize those baby steps into steps of action. And then, by the way, a lot of people say set a timer. So don't overthink this. Don't get stuck in it. Oh, ponder it because you can get stuck and it's just another form of avoidance or procrastination. So I'm going to write down these steps. I'm going to just brainstorm on paper and I'm going to write these steps down. So break it down and prioritize it into steps of action. Remember, we're making a plan now, a detailed proposal of doing or achieving our goals. We're making a plan. Once you prioritize those steps, number six, calendarize each baby step. Give yourself some breaks in between. What am I going to do today? In episode 38, just two shows ago, I talk about taking baby steps and prioritizing. And I talk about inch by inch. Everything's a cinch. So take a listen to episode 38, but calendarize each baby step and then do it. Keep your promise to yourself. Write it down. If you don't have a calendar, that is a huge place to start. Get yourself a calendar today. You can't live your life without a plan, a calendar, without a game plan. That would be crazy. So no, not crazy, but just really, really inefficient. So (laughs) get yourself a calendar and then write it down. This Thursday, I am going to do step number one and I'm going to do it for 35 minutes. There, bam. And then you do it. You want to get unstuck? Get a plan. Number seven, I've already talked about this, so I'll just brush on it. Ask for help. What do I need someone else to do? Can I hire it out? Can I ask for help? What can I move off my plate so I can keep the needle moving? Understand that action dismantles fear. So you just got to get moving. Life is short. You are a woman with a vision. You know where you're going. You know what God has called you to. You don't have time to just sit around and do nothing. And especially, ladies, as we get older in life, so important to stay agile, body, soul, and spirit. Things that challenge your thinking, things that help you grow, things that help you stay mobile in your body, move those joints. Every time you stretch or move a joint, it's like putting an oil can to it. Just remember the tin man on the Wizard of Oz and he'd get stiff and she'd come out with the oil can. Well, you need to do that. Keep moving body, soul, and spirit. All right, that's what I have for you today. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I'm going to leave you like I do every time. But before I do that, don't forget, like, subscribe, write a review. Help me get this word out and reach as many women as possible. So here's my challenge for you. Find your brave and live your vision. This is Dawn Damon, the Brave Heart Mentor. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.